It's raining. It's the golden place. My friend there wants me to follow him. He's taking me back to the field by my house. <laughs> and he's setting it on fire. <laughs> Walking through the snow in the camps. He just taps the gate with his foot and kicks it over. Sucks up that ocean with the vacuum. <laughs> destroying this world. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be recording right now, but um, I just, I think something's wrong with Geneva. I just, I had a vision of her. And I mean, you know, it, it, I'm at work right now. Um, not yet. I'll do it in a second. All right. I'm heading but, for the day. Okay, I'll see you later. Okay, you work tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be here. Right. Yes. See ya. Um, but, yeah, I think something's wrong with Geneva. She, I just, random visions don't just come. You know what I mean? I'm working right now. Um, but she was topless smearing ice cream into elderly people's faces. I, really, really ridiculous, but it was very vivid, very real. I'm a little concerned for her. All right, so we don't have any specific business this week, but um, I wanted to see just how things are going, I guess. Uh, anything you guys want to share? Um, Rob, can I be Frank? You can be Dan. Well, I, then I guess I'll be both, because I—I I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but I'm—I'm I'm a little nervous if I'm being honest. Well, it's not just you, Dan. Really? Uh, okay. All right. Like so, what about what about? It's like I—I I don't know. I've—I've I've been seeing stuff from the actors, and I, I'm just sort of weirded out about how where things are going from here. Is this about Nathan's blog again? Yeah, I—I I followed it. And and I've been following it, and it, it's it's getting more disturbing by by the hour, seemingly. By the um, hour, I, is he making hourly posts? Uh, I mean, it seems like it. It's like bursts, and they happen really late at night or early in the morning, and it's starting to get literally incoherent. Okay, um, John, what are what are your thoughts here? So I've been doing a little bit more research on that conspiracy blog I was telling you about. And in the, the in his Edison article, which I, I thought I brought up before, but he's talking about these people that were messing with audio equipment and then weird things started happening to him. Like there was this girl in Florida who went missing for two weeks. And then when she came back, she was like an entirely different person and ended up having to go to a mental institution. Wait, um, do we have evidence of this as a thing that, that happened? I don't Didn't, know. It's, it's on the conspiracy blog, so I would definitely take it with a grain of salt, but it seems a little right. on the nose. But didn't Geneva go missing for a while? 
uh, yeah, that's why. That's why I was. I mean, go missing little... is a. Well, I mean, did did anyone hear from her for the last like two weeks? That thing happened with her phone, so I mean, it's not like it was completely yeah. incomprehensible. Do we even know was. what happened to her phone still? I I'm gonna find out tomorrow night. Alright, well, so. just it seemed a little weird. I just a little uneasy about it. Um, all right, I get it. I get it. Things are getting strange. Uh, I, I we need we should keep our heads though, because I mean this is where it's getting interesting. Uh, you know somebody is leaving these funky notes in Bree's driveway. I don't find any of it threatening. It's odd. It's very unusual, but. We sort of have to lean into the unusual. It, whatever happened with Geneva, also a little bit unusual. But I mean, this is this is where it starts to get. And I'm not just talking about this like from an entertainment perspective. I'm talking about this from an explorative perspective, from a scientific perspective. Where it starts to get weird is where we start to find something new, where we really make a discovery. So I, I'm inclined to lean in. It doesn't feel to me like there's anything dangerous happening to these people right now. Olivia, what do you think? I think you're right. I think we should I, I think we should still let it like see where it goes until it does get dangerous, maybe. I, I mean I don't think it's like potentially dangerous yet. I don't want to presume that it's going to get dangerous. I, right. I mean, this. I think this is the extent of it. But if we cut it off before we see where the weird goes, I mean, weird isn't dangerous. It's just right. weird. Yeah. Uh, and listen, there's some other interesting stuff going on, right? Um, there's a lot of interesting connections going on between their work. We're seeing all of them are talking about being yanked back and forth between these different places. Carrot's really obvious where she's literally tethered to one place while she's sort of elevating into this other space. It's like there are these two worlds that they're being toggled between or, or maybe even torn between. A lot of them are visiting water. All of them actually have got water popping up in, in their meditation. So I'm still trying to figure out exactly where we're going with, with that. I think I'm beginning to suspect. Now, Olivia, you can follow up on this if you have anything to add here. But I think what we're looking at is something we might call like thought coverings. And these thought coverings are like their individual subjective interpretation of what they're experiencing. But when you look at the the connections between their meditations, I think they may all be visiting the same like higher plane of consciousness. I don't know. The same other dimension of knowing, being, thinking, I think they're all going to the same location. They're just seeing it in different ways. And that's what I mean by thought coverings. That's their personal view of this same world. And and when you think about this, you know, Kara being toggled between worlds, Aubrey literally being ripped back and forth by these trickstery characters, uh, Nathan you know, self-consciously trying to enter this other world, I think that's they're in the same place. They're going to the same place. So we have to let that happen. We have to let them get there. And and I think we're going to discover something really interesting about what this other place is, this higher realm of consciousness. Well, you make a you make a strong point, Rob. It's what I do. But what if the connections are just because they started in the same place, right? Like like, since they're all from the same origin, 
meditative meaning the initial sound meditation yeah the guided meditation with the first guided meditation they all started at the same place and then you know obviously they've been doing different things but what if it's because you know your 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 hands have been in every single one technically right that's true that's so that's so that's a constant so what if this constant is influencing either directly or indirectly or that it's like suggesting these these images like the water and stuff that you've been talking about i mean there's all the meditations even if they change from the beginning they're still coming from you i mean that's that's a theory uh i can't dismiss it um but even if it's some version of something i've conjured right that they're experiencing i think what's cool is that it's starting to take on a reality of its own so that in and of itself to me is fascinating. I think we've got to just lean into it, lean in and see where it goes. I mean, this can lead to, think about the Monroe Institute, for example. Uh, this is, uh, they're in Virginia. These are the guys, remember we talked about this binaural beats, they would use sound or they, they continue to do this. They use sound to people, allow people to do what's called remote viewing, where they can see like they, their minds are able to travel outside their heads and they can see all sorts of uh, different spaces. The CIA actually used them to spy on the Russians where you are capable of seeing with your mind's eye things that your physical eyes can't see because you can project your consciousness literally all around the world. I, I mean, this is something sound can accomplish if we don't shrink back when it starts to get weird. We got to let it get weird. Olivia? Yeah, I agree. I think we can let it get weird for a little bit longer and be fine. If we, yeah, if it starts to get dangerous, we cut it off. Fine. I don't know what that means, but I I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not worried at this point. All right. Well, you know, as always, I trust you and I, I appreciate you taking into consideration my concern. This is Brandon Walls. He'll be reading a alt-right conspiracy theorist blog about Thomas Edison today. Thank you for having me. And again, keep in mind, this is alt-right. I do not share any of the uh, opinions of this. That's an important clarification. (laughs) All right. Without further ado, Thomas Edison, devil worshiper from the Secret Truth Exposed blog. Whenever the subject of Thomas Alva Edison is brought up, the discussion is usually tied to all of the wonderful objects that he patented over the course of his lifetime, or the rivalry and intrigue between him and the socialist Nikola Tesla. But one aspect of his life that is never brought up at all is the fact that Thomas Edison, one of the supposed greatest Americans of all time, was a Satanist. He decided to move to the sin capital of the world, New York City, and worked with the 29-year-old electrician and inventor Franklin Leonard Pope. Pope let young Edison, who was only 22 at the time, stay and work at his home in New Jersey, and even started a company with the fledgling inventor in October of 1869. It is most likely Pope who introduced Edison to the idea of Satanism and devil worship in order to further his scientific career, because in fact, Pope had been using this formula for his career and took a struggling Edison under his wing in an effort to pass along and expand on his evil and occult secrets. Pope died in 1895 due to what was claimed at the time to be accidental electrocution. Edison famously killed an elephant to prove the dangers of alternating current, not only proving his capacity, but willingness to kill in this fashion. 
and Pope taking the credit for some of their work together, there's no doubt that Edison wanted him gone. Less than two years later, Edison applied to and joined the Theosophical Society, fronted by the notorious devil-worshipping occult antichrist Helena Blavatsky. The Theosophical Society is another globalist elite anti-Christian Satanist group that was formed in the late 19th century, whose goal is the unification of the world with a government under the rule of Satan himself. Shortly after joining this group, Edison was granted the patent for one of his most well-known inventions, the phonograph. Most people do not understand the occult and paranormal beginnings of this device. The evidence suggests that this primitive sounds recording and playing device was used by Edison to hear and communicate with otherworldly forces that he conjured as part of his devilish rites. These phonographs used uh, wax cylinders to record sound. Mm-hmm. And this article goes on to talk about different um, individuals who had paraphernalia, these cylinders, etc., that had supposedly belonged to Edison and like had very bad things happen to them and became victims of paranormal things related mm-hmm. to that. So there's a story I want you to read about a school teacher who had one of those uh, uh, experiences. Very well. Julianne McFarland, a California native and longtime elementary school teacher who retired near Edison's vacation home in Fort Myers, Florida, went missing for two weeks in the April of 1981 after complaining about hearing voices when nobody was around. When she returned... She was gaunt and sickly and had no recollection of what happened during those two weeks. Her behavior had also changed dramatically. She was no longer the sweet, caring grandmother that her family knew and loved. She became ill-tempered and violent and had to be admitted indefinitely into a mental institution after assaulting a bank teller and several customers with a kitchen knife after accusing them of kidnapping her children. After she had been taken to the institution, her children went to ready her house for sale. Among her belongings, they found an old wax phonograph cylinder locked away inside of a jewelry box on Julianne's bedside table. The cylinder was too scratched up to be of any use, but its present hints at a more than just circumstantial evidence of satanic influence. That sounded great. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. I really, um, I don't appreciate all this demon talk, um, from John and Dan, to be totally honest. Wait, 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 wait. Um, just so you know, I, I hit the record on this because, uh, I thought maybe this would be relevant. I, you know. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. The audience, I think, should be aware that we are not, um, well, at least you and I do not ascribe to this whole satanic panic angle that they brought to us today. Yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't go with our brand, our personal brands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so here's the situation. Um, they are essentially tapping into this simplistic version, right and wrong, where they're taking something that they don't understand and they're deciding that it must be evil. I mean, this is something that the Romans did to the Christians, the Christians did to the Gnostics. Yeah. Uh, something we saw with like freaking goth kids in the eighties. Like this is just how society responds to things it doesn't get. So yeah, like is, West Memphis three. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you dealt with it a little bit growing up. You're 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 I'm, uh, I'm still, I'm still getting assaulted and rise up for. <laughs> <laughs> looking a certain way so 
You know. So, yeah, I mean, we got to be, the truth of the matter is, even if we're dealing with something legitimately supernatural, I mean, uh, let me be honest, nobody knows the truth here, but my take is the supernatural realm is neither good nor evil, it is neutral. It's just how you choose to use it and how you choose to view it. Yeah. John? Hello? John, can you hear me? Okay, this happened again. John, okay, I I can't do this anymore. This is not a coincidence. You keep disconnecting from me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to record this message onto my secure microphone in my secure basement, and you have to get this message to Rob so he can put it out on the airwaves because everybody needs to hear about this. Low-frequency waves are being used by the government to manipulate the population all the time, every day. And I have some files that I can read to you about this, too. Okay, um, there. Michael Aquino, original Satanist and the head of the Temple of Set, worked psyops for the military and developed psychotronic sound technology. They used it in mind war against the Iraqis, but they also used, also used a more primitive version in Vietnam. The long-range acoustic device, or known as an LRAD, is an acoustic hailing device and sonic weapon developed by LRAD Corporation to send messages and warning tones over longer distances at a higher volume than loudspeakers. LRAD systems are used for long-range communications in a variety of applications, including a means of non-lethal, non-kinetic crowd control. Mind war is largely achieved through confidently delivered propaganda created to suit the sociological context in which it is received, but it also takes advantage of atmospheric electromagnetic activity, air ionization, and extremely low frequency waves. Discovering, creating, and manipulating these conditions can make targets more susceptible to the messages the military wants to deliver. And that's not even, I know I mentioned that you know, that it was used in Iraq and it was used in Vietnam, but we also have LRADs being used against us here in the United States, like basically right now. These things are being used against us still to this day, and this is super scary, and we need to pay attention to this stuff. And also, did you know that mechanical birds have LRADs inside of them and are being used to spread these sounds throughout America without anybody realizing it? Hey, Olivia, what's up? Hey, um, I gotta talk to you. Uh, um, this is a little awkward, I guess, but I'm I'm gonna be blunt. Um, I, I really need you to stop talking about all the conspiracy shit, um, like, all of it with the actors, because I, I know you've been talking to Savannah, and I genuinely think the actors are getting freaked out, and I... I I feel like it's getting a little, I don't know. They're kind of losing it a little bit. Nathan in particular is just not doing okay. Uh, the only person I've talked about it with is Savannah. I haven't even talked to the actors at all since we started this whole thing. You haven't talked to them at all? No, I, not one word. Not even like through Brie? You haven't like... I've barely even talked to Brie about any of this. You swear to me, John, like you swear on your whole family's life. You swear to me on my sister's life. You, you're, you're, you're yeah, swearing but, to me. <laughs> you do yeah, not talk to the actors. I haven't done anything. It's literally, I've only talked to Savannah about it once. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Bye.
Um, so today is August 5th. It is 11.11 a.m. Um, I say the date because I haven't done a meditation in a while. I've actually felt a bit disconnected from the group lately. I can't help but feel like something is um, going on behind my back. I don't know. Just a thought. The rain makes my pain go away. The rain makes the music stop. is created and produced by the alchemical actors hosts of the occult confessions podcast visit darkpoolproject.com and click on donate to support our further adventures into the dark pool